the Screen Podcast. It is Charlie here today. I am without any of my co-hosts today, um, but uh, we're still going to get an episode in. You know, we have to. Uh, it's college football season. It's football time, so um, it's time to record. Uh, sorry for the absences of late, but uh, we've had some scheduling conflicts and a lot of stuff going on. But um, yeah, we are ready to get back on the grind and talk some college football and NFL. But we will not. I won't be covering the NFL today, uh, but I will definitely be covering the first three weeks of college football. So let's get straight into it with week one. Uh, we saw a big showdown in Tallahassee where Notre Dame took down the Seminoles in overtime. I saw a return by Mackenzie Milton. Uh, it was great to see him back after his very scary injury a couple of years ago at UCF. He now transferred to Florida State. He led a couple drives to get them back in the game and secured the overtime, but uh, they came up short in overtime and lost to the Fighting Irish. You saw uh, some great plays by Kyle Hamilton, the safety for uh, Notre Dame. And um, he played great. He saw two interceptions on pretty pretty similar interceptions where on the sideline, and uh, it proved that he's the best safety in college football. Um, for Notre Dame, it does seem a little bit shaky. Uh, their defense giving up thirty eight points to an unproven Florida State team, which who have started out three and zero or zero and three, not three and zero, zero and three. But uh, you saw some good plays by Jack Cohn throwing under pressure and uh, just making some big time throws after. Um, not really showing that much uh, capability at Wisconsin, but maybe that's just the system that Wisconsin plays. But um, yeah, great game from Jack Cohn, Kyron Williams, and uh, putting up 41 points on the board, which is a tough feat. So now we're going to move on to the uh, showdown Madison, uh, where 19 Penn State traveled to take on the Badgers and uh, came home with the victory 16 to 10. This was a huge defensive battle, uh, only scoring no, no points in the first half. And um, but Penn State came out with the win. You saw more explosive plays by Penn State, especially with uh, guys like Noah Kane and Jahan, uh, Jahan Dotson uh, getting the ball from uh, Sean Clifford, the quarterback. And uh, this whole season depends on Sean Clifford's ability to make big time throws and stay calm under pressure. Because I do think that uh, sometimes uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks to do this, and I think he gets uh, too focused on making the big time play when he could just check it down and maintain control over the game. So you saw that a lot more in this game. And I think you've seen a lot more this season total because he says he is the most confident quarterback in college football. So a great win for Penn state getting one ranked win under their belt so far. Uh, we'll talk about the Tulane game. Now I never thought I would be talking about Tulane versus Oklahoma, but uh, Tulane kept it, uh, kept it close the whole game uh, only losing by five points to the Sooners at the end. Uh, Oklahoma's defense really took offense to score only uh, giving up uh, 35 points and uh, shored up their defense against Nebraska later in the year so far. So, um, yeah, a great game from Tulane, keeping it close against one of the best teams in college football. Uh, now we'll move on to the Alabama versus Miami game where Alabama trounced the Hurricanes in Atlanta. And uh, you saw very similar plays to last year, big plays where Jamison Williams or John Mechie the third would be streaking downfield and Bryce Young would hit him with a dot. Um, and it just shows that Alabama does not rebuild. They do reload. Uh, this looks, looks to be another Alabama national championship run with a solid defense and a pretty freaking good offense. Uh, now we're going to move on to Indiana versus Iowa and Kinnick. 
uh, at Kinnick, um, where uh, Indiana just could not get anything going offensively. Where last year you saw their offense was very explosive with Michael Penix and Trifogel. Trifogel. So um, I believe that's the wide receiver's name. Uh, he's one of the best wide receivers in college football, and Michael Penix is a very electric quarterback. He lit up Ohio State last year and lit up most of the Big Ten. So most people thought that they could get this win in Ames. Uh, I believe it's Ames. Uh, um, and then, but nope, Iowa's defense locked him down and uh, put 34 points up on the board. Uh, so Iowa assured themselves as a top 15 team and one of the best teams in the Big Ten in this, uh, this showdown. So a great win from Iowa. And the Hawkeyes looked to looked to beat Iowa State later in the year, and they did. So uh, a fantabulous, fantabulous, fantastic, fantastic start uh, for the Hawkeyes, getting two ranked wins in three games. Uh, now we're going to move on to the Louisiana Lafayette versus Texas game. Texas came, uh, started the Steve Sarkeesian era in in Texas with a great start, winning by twenty against a ranked team. Um, yeah, this is a great start for the first Sharkeesian as this head coach. Uh, now we'll move on to the five versus three matchup, top five matchup in uh, Charlotte. Uh, number five, Georgia, traveled to play number three, Clemson. And it was um, uh, quite the, um, not snooze fest, but uh, uh, quite a calm game. I would say that <laughs> quite a calm game where uh, Georgia prevailed 10 to three. If you like defense, this was your game. Uh, the only score, only touchdown was due to a pick six by the uh, Georgia secondary. So uh, great win for Georgia. I think they assured themselves as the best defense in college football. And uh, Clemson, in my opinion, has a serious issue with their offense. I mean, I'm not. do you guys think that DJ Longaway is the guy? DJ Longaway is the guy? I'm still unsure. Uh, he did look pretty, pretty uncomfortable in that game. But uh, Clemson's offensive line was, all, I think it was shown to be one of the worst, like, like super duper awful. But keep in mind that Georgia's defensive line is f- phenomenal. Like all, all Americans, uh, just a great unit. And it, that includes all of Georgia's defense. That's a, that's a crazy defense. Uh, hopefully they can, uh, Georgia fans have to hope that their defense can carry their offense to the national championship, which I think it could because, as long as Georgia's offense can be somewhat competent, put a couple points up on the board. I mean, that defense, we know, all know the defense travels, and that defense is uh, is nasty. Uh, then we'll move on to the 16 LSU versus UCLA game in Los Angeles, and uh, UCLA came home with a win. Uh, DTR had a great game, and uh, LSU seemed to be um, pretty sloppy. I think there's a lot of missed tackles. Um, just, yeah, that was, the, that was the main issue. I think, uh, giving up 38 points is bad, but the way that they gave up 38 points was aw- was awful. They, uh, so many missed open field tackles where LSU is supposed to be a defensive powerhouse sort of thing. Obviously not in 2019, but, uh, uh, over their history, they've been uh, defensive, defensive minded, uh, move on to the 10, number 10, North Carolina going to Virginia tech. And this was a big upset. I don't think anyone really thought that Virginia Tech would uh, beat uh, number 10 North Carolina uh, and shut down Sam Howell and the Tar Heels offense, um, containing them to only 10 points and really showing Sam Howell's uh, humanness uh, in the fourth in the fourth quarter, causing him into some mistakes, uh, some very costly mistakes, throwing interceptions and not taking sacks when he needs to. Yeah, just showing. 
his uh, weakness, I guess, in that game. So, uh, yeah, great win for Virginia Tech. And then the Ohio State game against Minnesota, it was much closer than it should have been. But uh, Minnesota does have a good football team. Uh, they have a great running back in Mo Ibrahim, who is unfortunately out for the year. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate to lose him. But um, I believe P.J. Fleck and uh, the Golden Gophers can still uh, salvage this year and have a nice a nice uh, Big Ten season. I think they could uh, maybe make the Big Ten championship if they can get it past Wisconsin. But uh, it's still, I'm still unsure of that, that happening. We'll stick with the Ohio State trend and move to the Ohio State versus Oregon game. Um, obviously, I'm an Ohio State fan. Uh, I watch every minute of this game, every second. And I was very disappointed <laughs> with the ending result. But, yeah, I handed Oregon. Their speed prevailed. Um, their run uh, their run game was absolutely phenomenal in this game, absolutely destroying the silver bullets on defense. Um, uh, I'm not sure if they're really warranting that silver bullets nickname anymore. But um, – I was very impressed with Anthony Brown. I really thought that he was going to be the reason why they lost at quarterback. I thought that he was pretty, uh, pretty average, and I didn't think he could do much against Ohio State. But I was proven wrong. He could use his legs. He made throws when he needed to, and the run he relied on the run game, which is what he needed to do. He was a game. He managed the game. That's the big thing. He managed the game. So a great, great job by Oregon, uh, Oregon's offense, putting up 35 points. But the big takeaway was Oregon's defense. Even without Kavion Thibodeau and Justin Flo on the outside, uh, they still got a ton of pressure on the quarterback. And really, I mean, only giving up 28 points is pretty great. I know they gave up 484 pass yards to C.J. Stroud, but only 28 points corresponding to that amount of pass yards is uh, pretty crazy especially shutting them down in the last three possessions of the game where Ohio State finally got stops. The offense got the ball back and looked like Ohio State could could win the game. And then Oregon locked them down. So a uh, great job by Oregon's defense. I think the main part uh, for or- Ohio State's defense is the pass rush because you saw in that game, Oregon's huge offensive line just absolutely um, blew away any chance of Ohio State getting a sack. Uh Zach Harrison couldn't get any pressure. Haskell Garrett couldn't get any pressure. Anthony Brown had all day in the pocket to throw the ball and rip apart the linebacker, the unexperienced, inexperienced linebacker core and the inexperienced secondary. This is a young Ohio State defense, and I'm hoping that they can sure up some things. I think that the main issue with this game or the main issue with the defense other than the pass rush was the secondary and linebacker sets where they're playing uh, running very similar to plays, no post snap movement, no safeties coming down into the box, no safeties going up. Um, it was just pretty disappointing to see uh, such low level defensive plays called by Kerry Coombs, where Oregon could just easily pick it apart. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that can improve. Uh, Kerry Coombs did not call the plays for the next game and didn't look much better. So, hopefully, Ohio State can get it figured out before Big Ten play starts because they I seriously think this could be a three or four loss season, probably a three loss season if they can't get their stuff together. Uh, then in South Bend, Toledo gave the the Fighting Irish a huge scare, um, only uh, losing by three points to Notre Dame. Um, it was a great showing by Toledo pushing the, Notre, uh, the Fighting Irish to the edge, but they could not come up with a win. Uh, now we're going, we're going to move on to the Iowa versus Iowa State game where Iowa showed once again that their defense 
um, is the best. I mean, obviously the best part of their team, and it's really going to probably win the, the, the Big Ten championship. Um, their defense traveled again. I mean, they have not traveled again. That sounded weird, but uh, I mean, their defense was impeccable against Iowa State. Only gave you up 17 points and limiting Brees Hall's uh, production, creating a lot of turnovers and uh, the offense uh, profiting off those turnovers. So a great, great game from the Hawkeyes uh, to secure another ranked win, their second ranked win of the year. Uh, now we'll move on to the Appalachian State versus Miami game. Miami escaped versus the Mountaineers, like narrowly escaped, only winning by two points against Appalachian State. Uh, Miami has really looked shaky to start the year, but in their defense, they have had three tough games. They've had Alabama, Appalachian State, and MSU traveling to them, which are all three very difficult games to win. Now we'll move on to the Texas versus Arkansas game. Texas got their first taste of SEC play and got destroyed by Arkansas. Um, it, I mean, obviously the score is only 19, but it felt like a lot more than 19 points. Uh, at one point, Arkansas was winning by 26 points. So, uh, yeah, pretty crazy by uh, this Razorbacks. Now they're ranked. So it uh, looks, looks to be a good season for Arkansas. Now we'll move on to the Holy War. Utah versus BYU. BYU beats Utah for the first time in nine years. So a uh, great job by the, um, I don't know what BYU's mascot is, but um, uh, great job by BYU finally dethroning Utah, uh, containing Charlie Brewer and really pushing Ohio, or really um, containing uh, Utah's offense until the end. So uh, yeah, great work by uh, BYU. Uh, Stanford went into UC at USC and beat the Trojans pretty handily, 42-28. to 28. And this prompted USC to fire their coach, Clay Helton. So some replacements for Clay Helton that you could look at are Luke Fickle at uh, Cincinnati. Uh, you could look at Brian, uh, Byron Leftwich, I believe. Um, he was a Tampa Bay quarterbacks coach, maybe offensive coordinator. So yeah, that, I think that would be a pretty good option. Matt Campbell, but I do think that Matt Campbell is a very unlikely option. I think that he is too loyal to Iowa State. I think that he is very um, set on returning them to the Big 12 championship and maybe even securing a playoff bid in the future. So, yeah, I don't think Matt Campbell is a very good option. Uh, and in his first game, their interim head coach did beat uh, Washington State pretty handily, putting in the new true freshman, Jackson Dart. And, uh, yeah, he indeed is uh, – he lives up to the name. He was throwing uh, some dimes in that game. I mean – I believe he had four touchdowns. So a great game from Dart and a bounce back game for USC. It feels like this is the whole routine by USA. They USC, they fire their head coach, a, a freshman quarterback comes in and plays great. And then it, it just goes around and around and around. So yeah, great game by USC though. Uh, now we'll move on to week three where this was a huge week. I think it's the biggest week by far in college football. Uh, you saw Cincinnati travel to Indiana and really looked shaky in the first uh, first half. Um, uh, down 14 to 10, down 14 to 0 at most points during the first half. And uh, then Desmond Ritter got together. Uh, they put some points up on the board. A very questionable targeting call occurred, giving Cincinnati uh, an advantage. And then in the first in the um, in the third quarter, they started pulling away due to a uh, kicker turn touchdown. And then after that, Desmond Ritter uh, pulled his Bearcats offense together and they pulled away against the Hoosiers, winning 38 to 24. This Indiana team, it's good. The Indiana team 
they might be one and two, but they're a good football team. Just, I believe they, they will still win seven to eight games. Even that doesn't sound like they're very good, but they are good. They pushed Cincinnati to the edge. And I think that they could be able to beat Ohio state, Penn state, one of the main four in the big 10 East. Uh, now I'm going to move on to the MSU versus Miami game where uh, Sparta traveled down to Miami and uh, came out with a huge win against the Hurricanes, winning 38 to 17. We saw an absolute masterclass by their running back, Kenneth Walker III. I mean, this guy was unstoppable against uh, Miami. So great game by Kenneth Walker and Payne Thorne throwing four touchdowns. Hasn't feel like uh, hasn't felt like uh, MSU's had a very good quarterback in a long time. So this MSU team is very dangerous. Their defense is solid and their offense is uh, very, very, uh, not very, very good, but it's it's pretty good. They have some wide receivers, lots of transfers coming in. Mel Tucker's building a great culture in MSU. I know they only won two games last year, but this year I believe they're going to be a ranked team for the whole season. I believe they're going to win eight, eight, nine games. Great job, MSU. Great work representing the Big Ten. Then uh, two old foes played. Uh, Nebraska and Oklahoma uh, squared off in uh, Norman. And Nebraska scared Oklahoma a lot, uh, only losing by seven points, 16 to 23, with an insane interception coming in the fourth quarter on fourth and 16, where Adrian Martinez lofted it up into triple coverage and a beautiful one-handed interception by an Oklahoma defensive back. So a uh, great job by the Sooners. I'll go in with a dub. Uh, it's still a good win because it is uh, a suit. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say here? Nebraska isn't a great team, but they are mediocre, and they did show up to play against this uh, yeah, against this Oklahoma team in a big rivalry game for them. So uh, you got to give, uh, give props to Nebraska, but Oklahoma has to look better in the future if they want to beat Iowa State, uh, Oklahoma State even. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying the Big 12 is the, is the best conference, and I don't think they'll be challenged too much, but they have to play better if they want to beat Iowa State specifically. More games to cover include uh, Virginia Tech going into Morgantown and losing against West Virginia for the first time since 2003. 2003. West Virginia has not beat Virginia Tech since then, and they finally get it done on fourth and goal. They stop the Hokies one last time, and they win 27-21 to 21 after jumping onto a huge lead in the first half, and Virginia Tech came back, but they could not finish the, done, uh, the deed. So uh, great, uh, great work by the Mountaineers. Now I'm going to move on to the Purdue-Notre Dame game. I believe I got the score almost exactly right. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I was thinking of something else. But uh, um, I got. I was close. Uh, Notre Dame uh, sort of looked like themselves against a decent uh, Big Ten team. Very good, uh, good, good Big Ten team, excuse me, um, winning 27 to 13. Kyron Williams had a crazy run at the end of the game to secure the win. Uh, but Notre Dame, they just need to continue, um, just continue playing their type of game, running the football, passing when they need to with Jack Cohn, and playing good defense with um, Kyle Hamilton on the end of the secondary. Uh, this offensive line for Notre Dame doesn't seem as great as years past, but um, it's I mean it's not awful, but they need to give Jack Cohn some more time to put up some points, and then they have a huge battle this weekend. In Madison, Notre Dame versus Wisconsin. And then after that, I believe Cincinnati's coming to town. So two big tests for Notre Dame coming up. 
Then a big, uh, big showdown in the swamp. Alabama traveled down to uh, to Gainesville to play the Gators and jumped out to a quick 21 to three lead in the first quarter. Everyone thought this game was over and Florida just creeps back into this game, um, scoring 14 points in the third quarter and cutting the lead to 28 to 23. At the end, uh, Florida, Florida could not get the two point conversion to tie the game at 31 and they lost the game. I believe this is my breakdown of the play. Uh, Emery Jones, uh, is in the backfield there. He looks like he's trying to run a read option when it's not a read option. He's trying to make one of the linebackers bite um, and tackle him, and then he's just going to hand off the running back, uh, hand it off to the running back, and let him run in. But if Emory Jones doesn't do all his waiting and running into the uh, into the line with uh, his running back, I believe that the running back could score. So, uh, sort of a miss uh, miscommunication and a. Uh, that's a bad job by Emory Jones. You got to recognize it. But a great win by the Florida. A great, not a great win. A great loss by the Florida Gators playing great throughout the game. Uh, defense only holding the Alabama to 31 points is very impressive nowadays, especially with their high-powered offense. And uh, scoring 29 points against a, a decent Alabama team is pretty nice. I do not believe they deserve to be moved down. And an AP poll, I believe they might deserve to be put up because of the great uh, great fight they put up against Alabama. Uh, now I'm going to move on to the Georgia Tech versus Clemson game. This game was much closer than it should have been. Uh, this game was delayed. It was as a gross game in general, 14 to eight, the final score uh, and craziness happening at the end where Georgia Tech is driving down the field to try to tie the game when it's 14 to six. Georgia Tech, a fourth and goal, can't punch it in. Georgia Tech on the uh, turns it over to Clemson on the one or two yard line. They get a safety. They get the ball back and they can't do anything with it. And they lose 14 to eight, but a great fight by the Yellow Jackets. But Clemson, you can't blame the defense. You can't blame the defense. It has to fall on DJ Lungaway or the offensive coordinator calling the plays because only putting up 14 points against a Georgia Tech team is not good. You've got to put up more than 14 points. The defense did their job. They only let up. Really, they only let up um, six points. Their safety, they couldn't do do anything about safety. So, uh, yeah, good work by the Clemson defense, Clemson offense. Hopefully they can pick it up. Tulsa versus Ohio State. I did not believe I had to cover this game either, but uh, Tulsa was um, hanging in with the Buckeyes really until the end, and the final score says 41-20. to That does not indicate how close this game was. This game was very close the whole game. Ohio State had a great chance of losing unless, um, especially if um, their freshman running back, Travion Henderson, did not show up as he did, running for over 240 yards. But a great game by the Golden Hurricane. Golden Hurt, yeah, Golden Hurricane, Tulsa. Uh, great, great work by them holding in against Ohio State. Ohio State not improving from their their uh, last week. There's last week's loss to Oregon, not showing any urgency to play better defense, um, and the offense looked very, very stagnant. So, uh, not a great game by Ohio State. Hopefully, they can pick it up, and they're going to need to pick it up, especially if they want to beat this Penn State team. This Penn State team just beat. Uh, an SEC team. That's right. Big Ten football is back. Big Ten football is back. Uh, Penn State came home with a win in the whiteout, uh, winning 28 to 20 against Auburn. Uh, this game was really fun to watch. The whiteout is always great. It's the best atmosphere in all of sports, in my opinion. Um, 
And uh, you really got to see Penn State's um, offense sort of thrive. You saw glimpses of it, really. Uh, you saw Jahan Dotson shine with some great plays. One where he threw the ball, which I don't think anyone saw that coming, but a uh, great play by uh, Jahan Dotson. And then earlier in the game, you saw a great catch by Jahan, Jahan Dotson in, in the end zone. And uh, yeah, overall, just a great game for Penn State. Uh, putting up 28 points against a pretty solid defense is uh, pretty great. And then uh, holding Auburn at the end on fourth and goal with a very, very questionable game, uh, uh, call by the Auburn offensive coordinator. It's great. So a great win by Penn State. We move on to the Virginia versus North Carolina game. I picked Virginia to win, and I was very, very surprised on how un- not close this game was. Um, Virginia losing by 20 at the end. UNC putting up 59 points. This is the UNC offense that I think a lot of people expected where they're putting up 50, 40, that type of time, uh, that type of score. But um, you saw Virginia, uh, their, their quarterback, Armstrong, he could throw the ball. He's a great quarterback. I thought he could be a Heisman dark horse type of thing earlier in the season, um, especially with how many yards he's putting up. But um, looks, I mean, I don't think Virginia's going to win enough games, for being honest. But uh, we're going to talk about another Heisman hopeful real quick. In Ole Miss, Matt Corral, Matt Coral, um, putting up 61 points against Tulane, 61, uh, winning by 40 points. Uh, that's that's not something Oklahoma could say, only winning by five points against Tulane. But uh, Ole Miss is really proving that they should be ranked. And I think this could be a team that could knock off an Alabama, a Georgia, or a Florida. Um they can really score the ball. That's for sure. Putting up 19, 21 and 21 in the first three quarters. That's just crazy. That's just crazy. Uh, yeah. Great game by Ole Miss. Um, and then to end it off, actually, I have two more games to talk about Arizona state and BYU. This was us. You could tell that Arizona state was a better football team than BYU. The whole game is just this, these stupid mistakes by Arizona state lost in the game. I mean, this shovel pass where the tight end dropped it and the um, BYU picked it up for an interception. That one uh, where they got a pick, they all they could have gotten a pick six, but then the defensive back didn't hold on to the ball and he got Tom Harden out of his hand. I mean, it's unforced errors uh, by Arizona State, except for that last one. And then uh, Fresno, Fresno State shows up again. So Fresno State earlier in the season played Oregon at Oregon and almost beat Oregon, which is pretty impressive due to the Ducks beating Ohio State in Columbus. And then Fresno came into um, came into Los Angeles looking for blood, beat uh, UCLA 40 to 37. Very impressive win for the Bulldogs. And uh, hopefully UCLA can pick it up. I believe they are the main contender to Oregon in the Pac-12. So, um, yeah. Hopefully DTR and the Bruins can pick it up, especially on defense, giving up 40 points uh, to uh, uh, Fresno State is not fun. Give me up, I mean, to a Mountain West team. Come on now. You can't give up that many points to them. Uh, now I'm going to give you my AP, not my AP, not AP, uh, my Charlie O'Brien top 15 for uh, week three in college football. Here we go. Number 15, Iowa State. Number 14, BYU. Actually, I'll explain each one. Number 15, Iowa State. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know. The first game of the year, they played Northern Iowa, and they didn't look too good. And then they played Iowa, and they got destroyed. And I know it was only a 10-point game, but that game was not close. So uh, hopefully 
Iowa State with Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, that experienced uh, offensive line, tight end, defense. They should be able to pick it up uh, to keep on winning. They control. They still control their destiny. They can still beat Oklahoma, win the Big 12 championship, and hope for a playoff bid, even though I don't think that if uh, – unless it's not – unless it's Oklahoma, I don't think a Big 12 team will get into the playoff. Then for 14, BYU. BYU's gotten some ranked wins this year, beating both Utah and – they beat uh, Arizona State last night. So um, great job by uh, BYU so far this year, starting out 3-0. And then 13, Ole Miss. Ole Miss has shown some insane offensive ability this uh, to start the year. Matt Corral, Heisman candidate type of guy. Yeah, Ole Miss will be able to knock off some, some heavy hitters coming up. Number 12, Notre Dame. Don't really have to explain it. Great, uh, good defense, good running back. They just need to shore up. Uh, I think they just need to shore up the offensive line, which is weird for Notre Dame. I mean, I don't think I'd ever say that. And hopefully uh, get the pass game with some more wide receivers going because I don't think you can rely on Kyron Williams too much. Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, you love to rely on him because he's a good running back, but run defense exists. So, uh, And then number 11, Ohio State. I moved them down. I mean, I'm just so unimpressed by uh, what I'm seeing so far. You'll, it's kind of, um, I think some people might be surprised by who I have Ohio State below, but um, yeah, I'm very, very disappointed in this Buckeye team. So uh, hopefully they can pick it up and um, Ryan Day can finally figure out some some play calls for GDA Stroud to put the ball in the end zone and Kerry Coombs can figure out some plays for Ohio State to create some turnovers, create some turnovers. Come on. Um, now I have 10. Uh, I have Florida. I moved them up. Originally, I, I think they were at 12, maybe 11. And um, I think they just played a great game. Emory Jones played well until the end where he had that little mishap. But uh, defense played well. You saw a great, uh, good wide receiver play, good running back. I think Florida, Florida could beat Georgia, to be honest, um, which I don't think they've beaten Georgia in a long time. I don't, I don't think so, but I might just ask Walker about that because I'm sure he knows. At right, number nine, I have Clemson. I was really contemplating putting uh, Florida over Clemson, but I just couldn't. So, um, yeah, Clemson at nine, defense looking really, 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 really good. Offense looking really, really bad. So um, uh, Clemson needs to make some serious moves. It's not like they all have weapons because they do have Justin Ross. DJ Alungaway is not a non-talented quarterback, so they just have to not overhaul the offense, but um, find plays to boost DJ Alungaway's uh, confidence, get, get him some more protection, get him more time. Uh, and makes him – I mean, you saw him rely on his legs a lot for that Georgia Tech game. So um, force him – make him – get some easy throws for him and then boost his confidence. That's the main thing. That's what Ohio State should do too for C.J. Stroud. And then uh, at eight, I text A&M. I'm not, um, these eight to 11, I'm not impressed with these teams other than Florida. Texas A&M, their defense is good. Offense, very, very questionable other than Isaiah Spiller in the backfield, who's probably the best running back in college football, him or Brees Hall. Uh, number seven, I have Cincinnati picking up a uh, not ranked win, but a very good win against a very good Big Ten team in Indiana. So a good win for Cincinnati. They're looking to knock off Notre Dame in a couple weeks in South Bend. So, yeah, uh, great work so far for the Bearcats. Number six, I have Iowa. Not to, Don't need to explain two ranked wins. Uh, looked great against Iowa State. Looked great against Indiana. Number five, I have Penn State. They also have two ranked wins against a Big Ten team, which couldn't make the Big Ten championship, and one Auburn team, which I thought looked actually pretty good against Penn State and could knock off an Alabama, Georgia, Florida, something like that, because they have Tank Bitsby. 
Tank Bixby, excuse me. He is a monster. He's a demon. Uh, at number four, I have Oklahoma. I moved them down because, once again, they just didn't look very good. Offense, which you think you would rely on, didn't look very good, but the defense did look better. So good job on the Oklahoma's defense, but uh, offense, which was interesting, they had to pick it up. And then my top three are Oregon at number three. Um, they played a random college, Stony Brook, this weekend, so that doesn't matter. Number two, I have UGA, and number one, I have Alabama. So, uh, yeah, that's my AP – or not AP, I keep saying AP. That's my top 25 for uh, the first three weeks of college football. And I believe that's about it. So um, thank you all for listening, and um, follow, follow Seth's screen on all the socials. Um, yeah, appreciate you for listening. Peace.